0: The following program is produced by the Tech Talk Radio Network.
1: Hey, Bill Nye, the science guy here. Whenever I am listening to the radio, especially Tech Talk Radio, it's just such a party.
0: Welcome to another episode of Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor.
2: I'm Sean DeWitt. I'm Amanda.
0: I'm Broadway. And I'm Justin. We are the show that talks about... Computers.
2: Technology.
0: The internet. And...
3: Pretty much everything
0: else. Yeah, everything else. <laughs> <laughs> we got
3: Whatever. the whole crew back,
0: guys. Yeah. <laughs> How is everybody? Sean's awake. Sean's <laughs> awake this week. What happened? All right. What happened to you last week?
4: I literally went upstairs, laid in bed, and was instantly asleep. I left my, you know, it was. I went upstairs to t- say goodnight to Caitlin, and I laid in the bed and I fell right asleep. My phone was downstairs. My watch was downstairs. Everything was all downstairs because I've been playing too much World of Warcraft lately. So I yeah. Oh there. man. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Now, one thing we have definitely found out about this show. If you do check out our video,
3: all of us are now spectacled. We're all wearing glasses. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I joined the crew. I didn't want to. Sitting here, staring at a computer screen. Actually, more than eight hours a day. I mean, I'm, I'm playing games after work. So I went to my optometrist. We did an eye exam. Got perfect distance vision. But she's like, you got, I can't remember what she called it. Computer screen dis- disease oh, or yeah. computer screen disorder. Whatever. And she's like, your, your eyes are focusing too close. Unless you stop doing that, you're, you're going to need glasses. And I said, well, give me my prescription because there's no way I'm going to be able to stop looking at a computer screen. So I, I got a glasses. Um, and then I noticed that they just weren't right. She had measured them for 24 inches in front of my face, but where I sit with my desk, it's about more like 30, 32 inches or so. So I had to go back. I got them redone. And now they're great. I love them. And I got the blue light filter on them, which is nice because mm. my older gunner glasses, which yeah. are great, great computer glasses. Those are great for
0: gamers too.
3: They are. And a lot of gamers do wear them, but they have a yellow tint. Like the, the actual lenses are yellow tinted, mm-hmm. which is kind of the old style of doing that. Cause I got those back in like 2016 or whatnot, but now you don't need to get a yellow tint on your glasses anymore to get the blue light filter. So these have the blue light filter built in. Which relieves the stress of white light on a monitor. So if you guys, if you're in front of a computer screen all day long, you need to get a blue light filter at least. Your eyes will thank you later. But yeah, yeah, these these were these are pretty good, and
0: I'm enjoying them. A lot of people get the eye fatigue, and especially the and we're not supposed to rub our eyes, and they find themselves doing that. So it's something to think about.
3: I was getting a a lot of dry eye too.
0: That. What what I is the trick?
2: trick? One of the educators that I've seen lately, he's talking about it's not that you're sitting and it's you're sitting and looking at one place for too long, right? You're looking Are you at you talking the about the twenty twenty straight, twenty, 20, 20 rule? Over here. Yes, it's the uh, twenty, twenty, twenty rule. So you look away at a different spot for 20 seconds and then you can go back to your device
0: does it count if you no. get three monitors and you're just going back and forth yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> well no
2: you're supposed to divert your glaze like 20 feet away well
3: you got to fully explain it it's every 20 minutes yes, look 20, 20 minutes. feet away for 20 seconds 20. so that's the 20 20 20 rule 20 20 minutes look 20 feet away for 20 seconds yes. and that that helps your that helps your eyes focus on something different so yeah that's supposed to help but Come on, who does that? I mean, you get you get involved in work or games, you don't look away for hours. That's the problem. I, I will say, uh,
0: you guys will be proud of me, because, you know, I need a little, you know, attaboy. I am completely, 100% caught up with The Mandalorian, and This I, is the way. Oh, my gosh. Wait, wait. Now, okay, so one thing I don't understand, though, you've got Boba Fett, who's... Played by the same guy who played him in the in the movies. Who was first? Was Django first, or Boba Fett was first? Uh, I I couldn't remember.
4: In the Clone Wars, the Mandalorians were all cl- they became clones. So you have Django and his son, who were cl- who
3: were, cl- so so clones. Django's son is Boba, is Boba. All right. Okay. Okay. I kind of I was a little confused at that. I actually I actually need to catch up on last week's episode. Um I haven't watched the last one, but I heard that Bill Burr, the yeah. comedian. Yeah. I love Bill Burr. I got to give a lot of respect to that dude. He's a stand-up comedian, but he's been getting a lot of gigs in a lot of other TV shows and movies. He is a great comedian and and I'm, he's a great actor too. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about like the bigger picture here. You know, Disney owns the Star Wars franchise now, so they that open up team. Galaxy's Edge. You know, they're they're cashing in on that, and then they're cashing in. They came out with this, you know, this this project, and I looked into it. This project, they thought, well, let's see how this goes on Disney Plus, and they came out with the Mandalorian, and everybody said, all right, this is it. This is amazing. This brings back remnants or reminiscence of the original trilogy, yeah. like mm-hmm. you know, the prequels, and then. If you want to call them the sequels, you know, episode seven, eight, nine or whatever it is, nothing compared to the original trilogy. But the Mandalorian is like the closest thing to the original trilogy. The, just the way it looks, the way it was produced, the way it was directed. And so Disney's like, oh, man, we got a big hit here. So now they're doing a spin off on the um, the Jedi lady. What's her name? Oh, Ahsoka? Uh, Ahsoka. Ash-
0: Ashoka. Ashoka. Ashoka.
3: Yeah. Yeah, now they're doing with, with, with Zorio Dawson playing uh, Ashoka. They're doing a spinoff on her.
0: Don't forget the big announcement that was made. Obi-Wan Kenobi is coming back with yes. Ewan McGregor. But the big announcement, Hayden Christensen is coming back as Darth no! Vader. Yes. Yes. No. So Darth Vader will be back. No! <laughs> yes. Yes. So no! It- so now he won't be back as Anakin. He'll be back as Darth Vader, which I am. I think that's going to be great.
3: They drop Friday morning, don't they? Yeah, Friday morning. Okay.
0: Yeah. I, the other one that I've gotten onto uh, on HBO Max is
3: the flight attendant, which oh, is super Oh, you got HBO super Max. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is. Ah, super, see, flight attendant is super good. You know, I saw a meme today. Speaking of like streaming services, right? I saw a meme today. It makes sense. You got Netflix. You got Hulu. You got Disney Plus. You got HBO Max. You got Amazon Prime. All combined together equals the price of cable. cable. Yeah, Yeah. But, 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 but but here's the thing. You can choose what you want to pick when you want to watch it and you don't have to watch all the ads. How many of you have thought about getting rid of your DVD collection? Because honestly, at this point,
1: seriously, what we talked about it. We straight up talked about it this weekend. Me and Michelle, we were literally cleaning house. And she had, you know, she has that big collection. I don't know if you remember this, Andy. We have over like 1800 Blu-ray and DVDs. Yeah. Oh, wow. And Oh, no, we have an extensive collection. We used to have a movie theater room that was 25 foot long, and one whole wall was movies stacked from floor to ceiling. Nice. And I told her, I said, what do you want to do, babe? Because I calculated it up, and we're talking
3: over 16 terabytes if I rip (laughs) them. I've got about three terabytes worth of Blu-rays, but that's about basically what I got. Yeah, I'm
2: trying to There's no way. There's no way. You guys, if you get rid of everything, it's like— Go, like not, I have VHS tapes. Let's just go there. I have VHS tapes. I have. What is
3: VHS? <laughs> yeah, it's that
2: thing that came after Betamax back in the day. You know, when we were little tiny kids. It took me 25 minutes yesterday to find Christmas Vacation, the movie, National Lampoon on a service that I didn't have to pay for. And I'm going, why am I paying $7 to watch Christmas Vacation? I own it. So, no, I'm not getting rid of my DVD collection.
0: The only thing I would miss out uh, on some of the, the DVDs have come out, even Blu-rays, you get so many great extras. So if you're just relying on the movies. Now, Disney has these great, if you haven't seen them yet, the, the great backgrounds on the making of Mandalorian and the making of some of these movies, which are good. But still, I love the extras you get on a DVD. You know, and i don't know how to use handbrake to to be able to copy my own dvds that i've i've purchased and to be able to get
3: the extras as well i get just the movie and that's it well you if you use you, i've been able to use handbrake in the past and be able to copy more than just the actual movie i mean you just have to mm-hmm. look at the menu structure and copy the, the pieces. But the thing is, that if you use Handbrake, it turns each of those, you know, extras into its own separate movie file. Yeah. So to look, to go back and watch it, you can't just like a menu and then say, I want to watch nope. this, I want
0: to watch that. No, you're, it'll be like in a folder with a bunch of different movie files. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know, you know, but I think a lot of people have thought about it. You know, when it comes to digitizing VHS, have you done any of that, Amanda?
2: Nope. No? Still on tape. I can't. My, nobody will give me their VHS tapes to go do it. To, they're too scared they're going to break or something. So I have not yet
4: gone there. Sean, so, you've done um, it. And what, what did you use? It gets a little tricky with VHS tapes because you have to have it has to be time based corrected, right? So getting things in sync oh, wow. digitally from analog, you can either buy a time based corrector, which is thousands and thousands of dollars. I just bought a uh, analog to HDMI converter. And it upscales it from 480 to 720. But then in Final Cut, I just squish it back down to 4x3, and it looks great. Elgato makes a really great HDMI mm-hmm. capture card which will do H264. That's what I recommend to other people who are that aren't don't have access to some of the more professional equipment like
3: real quick question is yes or no. Um when you do the the VHS conversion, do you do it? You have to do it in real time, right? You have to just oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, play yeah, yeah. the VHS tape and let it see, okay, all right. Have you taken a look at Diamond?
0: Diamond has got a new product out, which is kind of cool. Kind of reminds me of the old Arcos. If you remember the Arcos players, it's got a screen on it. But it's made exclusively for VCR capture. So with the diamond device, you actually plug it in, you got a screen right there. So you don't have to hook it up to an external monitor. And they sell for 115, 120 bucks, but it's made for you to easily digitize your VHS copy. So if you have, you know, your child being born or being married, you're getting married, or it is pretty cool to be able to do that and just plug it in. And you've got your got your one unit right there ready to go. Which, mm. um, when it was cool when I saw it was Diamond, I thought, where have they been?
4: I've probably captured 30 hours of VHS that- content.
0: We have to talk about something that happened this well, not just this week, but it's come to light this week. And actually, Broadway, uh, kind of opened the information, uh, and, and told me about it. Justin has been mm-hmm. dealing with it, Sean's been dealing with it, and a lot of us consumers are going to be dealing with it. Uh, Justin, or John, who, who wants to, to go about what what happened um, this week?
1: Basically, basically this past week or two weeks. Um, it's been within the past two or three weeks, but basically back in June, at least that's all the government's confirming. There was a very large hack.
4: Very How large? large hack.
1: How large? Um,
3: Do you remember twenty seventeen? Everything- was oh, the sorry. Equifax, Experian, TransUnion hack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is like this is like a hundred times worse. Oh my gosh. Wow. So, what? what is this all about, John?
1: This is so wild. How much, I mean, when you look at the breadth of, of, of affected or possibly affected, I mean, as I was trying to say, if our government's acknowledging to us, and when I say that government, I'm talking about every DOD, CISA, basically. If you want to go find out, go look at CISA.gov. Literally, they told
3: everybody by noon today, you need to be off of a certain software from a certain place. Can I just mention one thing? Speaking of that, if, if listeners are listening right now, they want to know more than 425 of the U.S. Fortune 500 companies, all 10 of the top 10 U.S. telecommunications companies, all five branches of the U.S. military, the U.S. Pentagon, State Department, NASA, NSA, Postal Service, NOAA, Department of Justice, and the Office of the President of the United States all five of the top U.S., five U.S. accounting firms, and hundreds of universities and colleges worldwide. Now, this this is a hack. Um, now, we, <laughs> in the
0: past, like you mentioned, Experian, with that, we were said, well, some of this data might be out there, and you might be affected, you might not be. In this case, it looks like people are certainly going to be affected by this. Oh, yeah. One of the the names that we've heard come up
3: this week is SolarWinds. What is SolarWinds? SolarWinds is a is a monitoring tool used by a lot of different companies. Most most every IT company. It, it allows you to monitor all of your network gear from like switches and routers to servers and applications. And this is how a lot of like the network operations control centers will be alerted if they have a problem. So if a if a device goes down, SolarWinds will alert them. Now, from what I understand, and I could be co- incorrect on this, what I understand was earlier this year, FireEye, which is another company, it's a security company, they have a lot of penetration testing tools that they are they, they use against companies. And, and they, they get hired by companies to pen test, penetration test uh, their networks. These tools are very, very much guarded. Somehow, they found these tools out in the wild. So these tools were then used against solar winds, because they know that almost every company and every government and across the world uses solar winds. They use these tools against solar winds to gain remote access, which gives the attacker access into networks uh, from w- w- through via the solar winds uh, utility. It gives them access into the network. Now, solar winds is special because solar winds stores all of the admin and root credentials of every single device across your network. Oh, wow. So, because that's, it needs to. It needs to be able to log in to every single device, whether it be a server, a, a network switch, or a network router, and it, it, it logs in and it monitors it. And not only that, but it also pulls down the config. So it backs up the configuration file in case of an outage. Like, let's say, let's say a, a, a router on the internet goes down Well, SolarWinds has got your back. It's got a backup of it. So you can easily pull the backup from SolarWinds, deploy a new router, dump the config on the new router, bam, you're back in business. But when a hacker has access to that and they can access any device on your network, you've got a big problem. And, And a lot of companies out there, including companies that I've worked with before. Our, our, how about Microsoft? So obviously, yep, because absolutely Microsoft Microsoft is one, of them. Been one of those that have been named today, right? Let me let me give you just a couple off the top of my head while looking through this list here. ATT, CBS, Cisco, uh, Comcast Cable, uh, Federal Express, Federal Reserve Bank, uh, Gates Foundation, Intel Sat, JD ByRider, GTE, General Dynamics, Lockheed Martin, MasterCard, Visa, Microsoft, McDonald's. Uh, Nestle, New York Times, Nielsen, Nortel, Phillips, PricewaterhouseCoopers, Procter & Gamble, Telenor, Sprint, Smith Barney, Siemens, Saks, Sabre, San Francisco International Airport, University of Kansas, University of Oklahoma, U.S. Department of Defense, U.S. Postal Service, U.S. Secret Service, Volvo, Williams Communications, and Yahoo. Wow, just that's just a handful. Now, it's Google. Now let's uh, let's talk about
0: the big giants.
1: You uh, Microsoft and you've Google got, was Google. not listed no, Google, yet. Google has their own stuff. Now
0: Monday, Google had an issue with yes. you know distance learning. Now, Amanda, I don't know if you got caught oh. up in this, but uh, um, where people weren't able to they them back to school and they weren't able to to get online.
2: Yeah, yeah, we we were having some issues the last few days, but we just thought it was the normal glitchiness, you know, going around. So this is news to me. Um, yeah, I just.
0: What now? What what could be done in this case with this solar winds hack? Uh, I mean, Broadway, you 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 deal you deal with customers too that that may have had this installed. Is it to ransomware
1: people? Is it to just get information? Oh, no, no. What would they be no, no, doing no. with this? This because of the breath. And that's why I kind of jokingly said the word conspiracy, but realistically, we have to step back and look at this globally. Mm -hmm. The companies listed are global corporations, and this has been affected. I mean, we literally just learned uh, this past week that uh, there was a leak of 2.2 million Chinese uh, Communist Party members that are Western world, right? Where did that leak come from if it didn't possibly get leaked out of some of this other stuff? Yeah. And whenever you see SolarWinds was involved in the CDC and the Gates Foundation, you're like, wait. Uh, They were both working on COVID vaccinations during this time. Then you go and look at the Secret Service, the White House. I mean, like all of these entities, they're, they're, they're at risk. And when the government said the day of recording this that, hey, by noon, you have to have all of the software out and turned off and disconnected from the Internet, I think that's a pretty big deal, especially when they publicize it. As just yeah. as, ju- as, ju- as it, we all know, as security this, past experts in our fields, this is cray cray.
3: This is this is exceptionally cray. And, and the thing is, is you're wondering who could have done this, right? This is not yeah. this is not the work of a bunch of script kiddies or a group mm-hmm. like even a group that's semi famous like Anonymous. This is a state actor, yes. backed by multiple multiple people and millions and millions of dollars. We're talking about big countries. We're talking about other things. We're not talking about a tiny little group of people. This is a major major attack. And I don't know how things are going to go, but John said during the break, you know, if things go the way it is, this could technically be a state of war, a declaration of war for whoever This is a cyber war
0: was able to get I into actually this. think
3: it is. I actually think this is.
1: I mean yeah. and that's why I asked John I mean my personal opinion and being a veteran, we're all you know, two of us at least are veterans here. This is classical cyber warfare. Yeah. Initiated through proxy of other situations that were created underneath
3: this office this is the new warfare
0: would that then give people the ability to control banks and absolutely turn off electricity
3: grids? absolutely yeah Yeah. absolutely this is this is so much more devastating than you can even imagine this is not your typical warfare where you got a bunch of people on the front line shooting at each other and blowing each other up this is global warfare on a scale that you have never been able to imagine imagine somebody in another country who just decides? Let's go ahead and turn off the entire U.S. power grid. Boom! Mm-hmm. The entire U.S. has gone dark because of power one finance, person. Of yeah. I mean, this is insane. Yeah. This is the this, this scale. Just think about the Let, scale of warfare. Stick
1: with one. Stick with one entity that we know. The Department of Defense acknowledged this first. Yeah, <laughs> that's all that has to be said. Yeah,
3: that's yeah. it. And I and I, I and, and being that else. and it's being true. that I was in the Navy, you know, I dealt with. Cryptology, you know, all the crypt- cryptographic uh, information that we had. And now, obviously, we've got encrypted things. We use keys. We use different methods of encrypting uh, communications across the military. For the DOD to come in and say, yep, we've been hacked, including all of that, that is a big deal. This is going to go down. And th- I mean, you got the entire world breathing down the neck of FireEye going, what did you do? For our consumers. That are listening right now.
0: That are going, change your passwords. <laughs> Seriously, On
2: everything. Like, how do I remember all my passwords? Like, I mean, if there's two-factor authentication, do I go change all of that? Like, how do I do all of that? Yeah. yeah.
0: What What can our listeners do to to feel a little safer?
3: Sean, what are you gonna do?
4: What am I gonna do? Keep using the same password I've been using, probably. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that was affected, but yeah. simply just going and changing your passwords is like what if I change my passwords on their website? But what if their website was hacked? Like how right. do I know my passwords aren't you don't. clear text somewhere? You don't You don't.
3: You don't. But 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 regardless, you know, the old rule says you should be changing your passwords every like, you know, thirty to ninety days, which nobody ever gonna do. Mm-hmm. But but you probably should. You probably should take this opportunity to Change your passwords. Now, there's there's one utility out there. If, if you guys are still relying on just typing in a variation of your, quote, unquote, master password, which I'm sure 90% of us do, we have one master password, and we just kind of, you know, kind of change it a little bit. Go check out something something along the lines of LastPass or mm-hmm. something like that. The
0: LastPass password generator. You can do a search for that. Yes, LastPass uh, password you, generator. Use- yeah
4: we use at work we use one pass which is really same, cool. thing. Mm-hmm. same thing same thing Yep. because i have it for one pass we also get a personal license for it so i use that for a lot so now granted i do have a master password so to access all of my passwords i have to put in this one master password but there's a lot of stuff popping up that's saying solar winds fbi rated uh, it's kind mm-hmm. of the keywords right now
0: oh yep. Wow. Yep. wow wow well this is a continuing story and again while, this...
4: while, while we while we were streaming here while we were starting this
1: this is all going down so wow. I, I think because we are in such a understand president-elect Biden was just done taken care of on our recording day right right was electorally selected yet um, all of these things happened over the weekend pre this mm-hmm. all of it all of it became public over the weekend our government has religiously dumped bad info Friday afternoon at 5 p.m or later right? We all know this, like it's become the national norm. Yet this has been spewing out from Friday all the way through Sunday. I, I literally, but when you look at the news and you see that they said that uh, multiple countries were trying to hack the CDC to be able to get the vaccination information free hmm. the vaccine, now this all makes sense for me. Because I'm like, well, wait a second. That was just the ruse to, to lure you off of which state actor it actually is. Because we know our government already knew that they were hacked because they've acknowledged they've known it since June. But they don't know if it's been going on since before that, and that's what's scaring me. Because when you look at the breath, they had every solar winds had every major backhaul provider in the United States. Yep, every one of them. They also had every one of our department, uh, our five of our top ten departments, i.e., DOD, Secret Service, yep. the actual House. Like, when you have that much already. And then you also add on to it the banking institutions they had, and then they also had the airlines. We're talking about multiple facets of vertical markets in our economy and our government.
0: I know that um, you know we're we're telling listeners, hey, look at seriously being serious when it comes to your passwords, uh, making those changes, um, being very safe. Do not use one two three or password or you know just don't do that anyways. Uh, What about antivirus? What about Internet protection. Will this protect somebody?
1: I think we're in a situation where we've talked about jokingly before. I'm the one that made the joke, so I'll carry this conversation on. It seems always funny to me that when we were all getting started in technology, that you knew the best way to get a good job at an antivirus company was to create a virus. And I hate saying it. I hate being that cynical old man now. But I get it now. Like, there's always somebody trying to prove that they can get into something. No matter what walls you build, no matter what fences you, you, you erect, you're going to climb over it, dig under it, or go through it. And that's the same in software. And that's the same in firewalls. That's just, I mean, it's just a game that's continually played, and that is the new norm of cyber life.
0: All right, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. We have more of Tech Talk Radio. Intense first segment. <laughs> And something to be oh concerned gosh. with. I'm sorry. Seriously, uh, I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeerd. I'm Amanda.
3: I'm Brockley. And I'm Justin. Find us on the web at TechTalkRadio.com. We'll be right back. And now back to Tech Talk Radio.
2: Hey everybody, this is Gary Ho Ho Hoey, and you are hanging out with Tech Talk Radio. Enjoy.
0: Okay, so we had to give Justin ribbing last week because, well, we know his <laughs> troubles and his turmoils with this Xbox Series <laughs> X. Um, I went off
3: last week. You, you were really upset. Yeah. I went off last week. Now, I, okay, so the the, the I, if you didn't hear last episode, I I was lucky enough to buy an Xbox Series X. They're sold out everywhere, and every time you get an alert saying that they're back in stock, they're gone within seconds. But somehow, some way, I was able to get one. It came in, I turned it on, I got everything loaded onto it. I went to go play it, and as the moment you try to load a game, the, the system shuts off. Ooh. So fast forward, I contacted Microsoft, I sent it back for repair, and they said, oh, it's going to be 30 to 45 days. And I was really upset, and I talked about it on the show, I was really, really upset at Microsoft for doing this. Now, at the time of that recording... I, and I I had just shipped the Xbox back that Friday beforehand. So you got Friday, you got Saturday, Sunday, Monday was the recording, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday morning, I get a box at my door. Wow. Now, did they send you the whole box or just? The- no, they, they it was it was packaged in a unmarked cardboard box. And I'm like, wait, what is this? And I pick it up and just run off the bat, the, the weight of it. I'm like, okay, I think I know what this is. And I open it up, bam. <laughs> Xbox so I looked I looked at my my service request and I looked at my serial number that I had submitted with the service request and I compared it to the serial number of the unit I received different oh now when I sent my Xbox in I could track the progress of the repair it entered repair on Tuesday morning Mm -hmm. at 930 in the morning and it was shipped at 1015 in the morning that same day oh, wow. so i was like wait hold so on they just replace did... it with yeah, a new basically one. yeah basically that's what they did yeah so i was like wait hold on how can you repair something that quick but then again they don't they just replace it so i looked at the i took a picture of my original xbox the original xbox was uh a series x was manufactured august 2nd i believe i want to say um this one was manufactured august 22nd oh wow and so is a different xbox bam i got it in i loaded up all my games i sat down crossed my fingers i loaded up a game and hallelujah it works how's it look it works it looks great i was playing madden 21 on 4k it looks amazing i was playing uh forza horizon 4 which is upscaled to 4k looks really good um and these are on the all-access game pass right uh well, Madden 21 it wasn't. I I actually purchased Madden 21 outright because I like Madden. Uh, but yeah, the Forza Horizon, all the other games I'm playing are Game Pass. Um, so yeah, I've got a working Xbox Series X.
0: Nice, very hey. nice. Uh, the best comment though out of that whole show was Broadway suddenly going, "I told you to get a PlayStation." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now,
3: I'm not a PlayStation guy creeper. though.
0: You know one I'm thing we, we one thing just we saying. do know that you did get uh, and it's not for the Xbox Cyberpunk 2077.
3: a lot of people have been happy. Some people have been upset. The glitches are the best part, seriously no, what, really? No. really? Yeah. okay no okay well I should I mean if you're if you're looking for entertainment, yeah it's it's great. The game is amazing. but however, there have been some serious complaints about PlayStation and Xbox. Running Cyberpunk and because it's not designed for the last gen consoles. It's not designed for the PS4 and the Xbox One. It's designed for PC and it's designed for the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5. But however, the consoles don't have that version available yet. Yeah. It's not available. So you have to play the the, the previous generation. So Sony is already giving refunds because people are upset about it. I got it on PC. I love it. Now, yes, there are glitches. Half the time I'm laughing at them because, you know, there's somebody that, you know, might be hanging their body outside of a car after you hit the car or whatever. And they're just kind of glitching around. It's like, "Ah that's kind of funny. Or maybe, maybe you, you, you gently tap the back of a car at a stop sign and the car goes flying through the air. (laughs) You know, I mean, those are the kind of glitches that you're like, Oh, that's kind of funny. But no, the game is really, really good. I love it. Cyberpunk is so cool. I heard that uh, they made their money back the first day. Yep, the first profit. day on pre-orders. Yep. Now
0: the PC version, are people people are still getting glitches? Then? And, oh and, yeah. And oh, let's yeah. face it, are you going to have to have the best equipment to be able to run this? Is it like Crisis? Remember, it was always
3: like, will it run Crisis? Yes. Crisis yes. <laughs> yeah. This is the Crisis. This is the Crisis test of of this generation. Yes. Yeah. I've got a uh, an i seven. 8770 uh, overclocked to 5 gigahertz. I've got uh, 16 gigs of RAM, uh, and I've got an uh, uh, RTX 2080 Ti. I run that game at ultra settings, and I'm still running. I'm rocking 80, 90 frames a second. So it's great. This is not a game that I want to watch being streamed. You want to play because You want to live because Because this is a single-player game. There's, there, you know, you get games like Call of Duty and Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, and heck, I don't even care, Minecraft. You can watch those being streamed because it doesn't affect you, because every game is different. But with Cyberpunk, when you watch a streamer play it, you're watching the whole story. And I actually had to stop watching uh, Darkness Four Two Nine because he's been streaming this constantly for the past three days or four days, and I can't watch it because I don't want the story to be to be spoiled for me. Now, I know Sean has been playing a lot of World of Warcraft. Is that something you do? Do you watch other
0: people streaming World of Warcraft? Because a lot of people have been doing that.
4: Oh, yeah. So there's a handful of World of Warcraft streamers that I watch, mostly because they're the players who have completed the content first. They the, I wouldn't call them elitists, but they're the, the people that strive to beat the content first. Sure. Um, and there's always been this challenge called the race to world first, because World of Warcraft is across multiple regions, right? It's, rust. it's across a lot of Asia, it's the Oceanic region and uh, the European region, and be- and the Americas. So really, the four top regions. But there's always this: who can get to the end the fir- the fastest and the, and the first. And I've been following that since probably the early two thousands when this game first came out in two thousand five four, and I started playing in two thousand five and. I kind of like that because I'm never going to be that good at these video games, right? Yeah. They're, they're mm-hmm. at a whole nother level, but it's kind of cool to see oh, the, yeah, I mean, yeah. the progress, the the progression of it went from, you're just getting blog updates to now you're getting independent angles of all of the players in the raid. So you can yeah. turn tune in and you can watch the guy who's in the middle of the fight. You can watch the healer. You can watch the range, but you can customize and watch. And the commentary is great because, these are the people that are invested in the game. And I like to be able to jump on the internet. And if I want to learn a little bit more about the game, I want to go to the people that are playing the game, that are experiencing it and are talking about it and are in, in invested in the community because those are the people that are going to give you the most genuine and honest feedback.
3: Absolutely. So yeah, people, I agree.
4: And that's why I like watching it. So I'm going to pitch one of the streamers that I watch. His name's uh, his name's Zach, but he goes by the Twitch handle of Asmongold. And, On the day of launch for Shadowlands, he had 190,000 people watching his Twitch stream.
3: Wow. Can can you say one more time his his, uh, Twitch?
4: Asmon, A-S-O-M-N, Asmon, Gold, Mm. G-O-L-D. And he's kind of been one of the top World of Warcraft streamers for a long time. And he has now partnered with a handful of other World of Warcraft streamers to create a company that is based solely in the World of Warcraft community that is going to build community events. And he, they do a lot of sh- charity streaming and things like that. But he created a media company based on World of Warcraft and the community around oh, it. Oh, wow. So it, I'm excited wow. to see how that is. And it's kind of fun because in this new content, right, he hosts these public events. So... He says, "All right, I'm doing this event," and he opens up the invite list and he just starts taking people from the community. So one of my best friends texted me, "He's like, oh man, I'm in his stream. You got to turn it up." So I, <laughs> I was at work, so I pulled up my laptop and I'm like, "Yeah, there you are. You're in his raid." So I was nervous out a little cool. bit. My friend was in this streamer's raid and he was having fun. And
5: but that's it's, so it's cool. what it's all
4: about for me is enjoying the community and yeah. fi- finding like-minded people that enjoy these types of games.
0: But now, John, are you still it, are you still playing that one? Where people jump, little p- characters. What is that game? You, everybody, Fall Guys, Fall Guys. A lot of people are playing that, and suddenly you don't see it it's, anymore. Yeah, Fall
4: Guys were like fell off the face of the map. Yeah. yeah,
0: like yeah. what happened yeah. to that well, one? I mean,
4: but it's
1: Among Us came in, Among Us came yeah. in, and really, Among, Yep. yep. Of, yeah. it took a little bit more of that. Um, but I mean, I don't think Fall Guys is going anywhere. It is, it's one of those games you're, you will return back and forth to. Oh, they need
3: more content, it, man.
2: No. No. Yeah. No. You know they the... they need
1: to they need to stay simple, but maybe start doing multiple map worlds. Like we're used to the six maps we have now, or whatever that is. Now let's go ahead and give us a whole nother expansion with a whole set of new looks. But if you look at it, it's it's going down the Fort. They, they're following Fortnite model, yes. i.e. Mm-hmm. skins to win. Give me the five to fifty buck range. Keep popping me. No, they don't need to do that. They Let need me... to do more like the EA range.
0: <laughs> Let me ask you on some of the mobile games that that we play. Like some people don't play Candy Crush, or they'll play you know, games where you're challenged to hit the right keys and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Do they turn up the AI at a specific point in the game just before you're about to finish where you could clear it, but they turn up the AI to make it so you don't and you're one away? So if you pay that $1.99, you can finish that. I mean, do they have that capability to do that and then suddenly go, well, let's turn off the AI or make it easy? Do they have levels? Do they go through that just through periods of the day to make as much money as they can? Yeah.
3: Of course they do. Yeah?
0: Yeah. So people should yeah. remember that when they're playing mobile games.
3: You get to the last level and it's like, oh, you've tried this five times. You can't beat it. Here's a pack for four yeah. that'll give you some extra mm-hmm. stuff. Bam. Now you've beaten the game. And then it's like, what do I do now? And they are like, oh, well, for another five ninety nine, dollars you can get the next level of packs. Yeah. Of course they do that, man.
4: You got to think. So I read an article the other day. Candy Crush still nets over a billion dollars in microtransactions a year.
0: Billion yeah. dollars. Not long ago, uh, we had a discussion about uh, how Xfinity customers are going to be no longer getting the free semantic antivirus programs uh, as part of their their subscription. And we're going to see. I think we're going to see other cable carriers that have been offering antivirus solutions also doing the same. Now, uh, with uh, Xfinity saying at least in our area that we're we're no longer going to make this available, Symantec is putting on the heat, saying, uh, "Giving me the pop-ups now." Well, your antivirus is going to expire. You for six months, you can get it. Blah blah blah. And we were talking about this, and everybody on this show said the same thing. Giddy set. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was kind of like this, this is, you know, we're all looking at ESET as being a solution for those that really want
3: to get security. You, what is it you liked about it, Justin? It really doesn't take up a lot of system resources. It just kind of sits there in the background and protects you like it should. I mean uh, in the past, and I don't really honestly know about how Norton semantic uh, or even uh, AVG or even McAfee operates now, but in the past, those systems, those pieces of software took up so much system resources that they would just bog down your system. ESET has always been a lightweight system that just doesn't really bother you until Mm -hmm. it needs to. And when it needs to, you'll know about it.
4: We used it uh, when I worked for Tribune. We used ESET. Um, And like Justin said, it took up not a whole lot of system management resources, and it was relatively easy to de- deploy. I don't know what the word deploy. Is. deploy. Yeah, I, deploy. Think, <laughs> I think the motion
3: you're making with your hands is you deploy. <laughs> to, it spread was easy to spread out, spread your wings. IT he said.
4: Uh, I had bought a like a three-year license from Newegg for 19.99 when they had a Black Friday sale. Oh wow! So that was three for, years. It was, for, it was. It was for my Mac. I don't. I don't remember right look looking up. I have the disc still, but it was it was a great deal for a couple of years of vset, and I had used it, like I said it, when I worked in news and antivirus is antivirus. So go with what you know and go with what you have experience with. So, but for a Mac, wasn't that like just throwing money into
0: the wind cause Macs don't get viruses
4: yeah. no. <laughs> if, if anybody listening to this radio show believes that Macs don't get viruses, you probably have a virus on your Mac.
0: yeah, exactly. boy yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, we're gonna take a break. We come back. Um I got a chance to talk. With representatives from ESET And we're going to find out exactly what their product offers And why this would be a great solution for you We'll be back
3: with more of Tech Talk Radio I'm Andy Taylor I'm Sean Deward
2: I'm Amanda I'm Broadway
3: And I'm Justin Lemmy. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash tech talkers We'll be right back Now, back to Tech Talk Radio This is Alice Cooper, the original Technotard
1: And you're listening to Tech Talk Radio
0: Welcome back to Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor, and uh, as we were talking before the break, we were talking about the fact that um, Xfinity is making some changes. For those that have been using uh, the Xfinity service, they have offered a antivirus solution free to its users that were, you know, paying using the high-speed internet services from them, and they sent out an email uh, just a, a couple, about a month ago saying that they were going to be eliminating that. And right away, and it's funny because I've been using that for a couple of years, right away I started getting the notifications, your antivirus is about to end, you know, sign up here, we'll give you this, we'll give you that. And so when we were talking with uh, the guys, Justin and Sean, what's the alternative? Because a lot of people are just going to go, okay, I'll buy, and they're going to be buying in that. But there is an alternative. And one of them, and a lot of those in the tech world really do respect and like this, is the product from uh, ESET. And with us is Tony Ascom, who is the uh, chief security evangelist for ESET. Tony, thanks so much for coming on the show.
5: Uh, it's great to be here, Andy. Tell us
0: a little bit about what ESET is all about.
5: Firstly, ESET is a, is a European company. Uh, well, now, of course, global. Mm-hmm. Uh, but started off in uh, Slovakia and started off prior, why the, why the wall was there, by some clever developers sitting in a room and wanting to detect those first viruses. You know, when the wall came down a company sprung up and now we're a pretty much a global entity uh, with offices all around the world and we provide cybersecurity products to consumers uh, small businesses and all the way through to enterprises for quite advanced security solutions. Does ESET have
0: great team involved in problems that could come up before they are in the wild?
5: Yes. And you, t- you hear about people saying, well, AI is all new. It's going to save, save the world and heuristics, etc., We've had those in our product for over 15 years. So this is not new to us. It's actually it's actually kind of old, not old technology because it continually progresses, but it's yeah, you know, it was in the product early on. And the reason it was in there is because if you look at the proliferation of malware back sort of 15 years ago, it was the solution to actually keeping pace with cyber criminals. A lot of people don't understand
0: uh, the difference between malware and a virus.
5: Well, malware is a is a generic is a is, is a family term. Virus is an individual member of the family. Maybe that's the better way of looking at this. Got it. Right. Um, so you have viruses, trojans, and worms, and you have different types of threats that might actually land on somebody's machine. The overarching term for it is malware,
0: and that's what people want to avoid. Now, a lot of us. Uh, a lot of users out there will easily click in an email, click on a website, go to a website. Uh, does uh, ESET, uh, the antivirus solution, protect
5: people when they install this on their computer from even drive-by downloads? Yes, uh, the product has all the things that you'd expect from it. Of, you know, it, It's scanning everything in real time and files you access and files you download, et cetera, your emails. Uh, but it's also looking at, the things that you're accessing on websites and stopping drive by downloads. It's even looking at, for example, malware that might play with the registry settings on your machine. So the kind of in-depth engines of how Microsoft Windows works. Uh, But there's other features in there as well. So things like banking protection. So you you mentioned websites, what happens when you go to your bank and you've got other browsing windows open that might be looking for that type of activity? uh we have banking and payment protection that will actually open the browser in a secure window so it will lock down all other communication and keep your banking activity safe
0: if we have so many people down working from home and then connecting to their offices this is uh, this is a problem we've seen more i, I want to say more attacks through people's home networks getting into work, uh, and that is something that needs to be protected, even on the business end.
5: Yes, I mean, pe- people's home networks are create a, a risk because, of course, we're very bad, actually, aren't we, as humans, oh, yeah. of updating all those devices in our houses and keeping them patched and et cetera, et cetera. So, of course, cyber criminals look for the route into the house. You know, you mentioned Xfinity early, earlier on. You know, How many people change the password on their router? Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're, I'm looking at you now, Andy, because I can see you on this on video chat here. And, you can tell. You know, I, I, be, I bet I know what you're doing when you get
0: home. Exactly. <laughs> Many people let it go for a long time. So t- tell us, you know, Not 32 been around a long time. The antivirus solutions for me said, why do tech people love this so much uh, For and recommend it so highly?
5: Because we're still a tech company. We haven't been tainted with the over-commercialization. Of course, we're a business, and of course, we like to make profit and sell our products. But the original founders that we mentioned earlier on that coded the product, they're still there. And Mm -hmm. that ethos and that whole environment that they created then is still within our company. So a tech person comes along, they get our product, it's solidly engineered, it does what it says it's going to do on the tin, it doesn't keep reaching out of the screen and slapping you to buy something else and it doesn't keep prompting you it's got a really small footprint so it's all about good performance so good detection good performance and not over commercialized so it's not gonna keep prompting you to go buy something else or do something else and uh, try and take you in a different path so of course once you get to us once you find us and i class this as kind of you know you said the tech community we're a hidden gem to the tech tech community. But once you find us, you're not going to leave.
0: Absolutely. And Sean and uh, Justin, who were talking about it, said that that's what they loved about it, is that small footprint. And again, not pop-ups everywhere, the whole bit. Now, when somebody is using email, that, that seems to be a way that uh, a lot of the, the we'll call them bad actors, try to get into your systems through your email. Does it protect your, your email as well? I mean, does it, uh, are you able to set it up to say, you know, when I get an email from so and so it's going to say hey that that's something you don't want to open.
5: Yes, yeah, so we're looking at the we're looking at the email, we're looking at the attachments in the email and we're looking at the links that are contained in the email as well. But also if you're using webmail. So if you're not actually downloading the mail onto your machine, if you're just using a web browser, of course that's like a web page and everything you access from within that web page is protected in the same way. So that we're real-time scanning in those those environments. Now, there
0: is a lot of users out there, me and myself, where we have a lot of systems. We've got, you know, a workstation. We've got a laptop. We've got uh, maybe another uh, computer for the kids, even mobile devices. Does ESET offer plans for those consumers that want to be able to protect all of these
5: devices? Firstly, by quantity, yes. Uh, but actually, if you buy our product, you're buying a multi-platform product. So actually, and if you were using a PC today and and tomorrow you decided actually I'm going to switch, I'm going to go Mac or Never. vice versa. <laughs> um, <laughs> was that was that you're, you're a Windows man? I take it. yeah. Was that a, was that too obvious? <laughs> it, it was. Uh, I'm a I'm a Mac person myself. Oh, so but sorry. We, we, that's a, a personal preference. Yeah. but. Our our product is sold as a multi-platform product. So if you were to make that switch or if you purchased a five-user household license and, you know, one of your kids has got an Android phone today and they switch to an iPhone, you know, they switch across to a Mac and they they go in a different direction, then that license can be taken across to those different platforms.
0: Oh, very nice. Now, for our listeners that are, are seeing this, they want to try out the product. Uh, number one, the recommendation would be, in most cases, to uninstall what they have at the moment uh, that may be, may, may be expiring soon and to go ahead and install it. Now, ESET offers a trial for them to give it a shot and see what it can do. And it will you'll actually do a virus scan and make sure all of their, their data that they have currently is safe.
5: Yes, the trial is the full product. So if you take a trial from us it's it's not a tainted pro- yeah it's not a light product you can only do uh, this just yeah the trial. It's, a, it's a it's the full uh, design now just to correct you on your your process of downloading download our product before you uninstall the other product ah because you still want your machine to be protected okay very and good to make sure that you're actually downloading the le- you know download the legitimate package from eset.com and I say that because Sometimes you go to the web, don't you? And there's all these links appear in the search. You search for something, and bad actors will pop in different links and try and hijack your your direction. So mm-hmm. download while you've still got the other product active. Once you've downloaded it, then uninstall. Now we
0: we are talking about antivirus. We're talking about malware protection, email protection. Um, I do get this question a lot. People worry about their systems being uh, being locked, being you know, and then held at ransom. We've seen this with large companies. I've seen it on the the consumer level as well does it pre- and I'm just going to ask you does it protect against that
5: Yes we actually have a special ransomware shield looking for the be- specific behavior that ransomware has and how it affects the machine so we actually have a specific module one thing that's really important in any cybersecurity product is its layers so when you think about and and to put that into real real world life I mean, you think about when you get in your car. You know, your car is secured with an immobilizer on the key. You put your seatbelt on, it's got an airbag. It's got a collision avoidance system on the front of the car. So you have layers of security in other pieces of life. It's exactly the same once you get onto a a laptop or a desktop or a phone. You need those layered security uh, elements in there. And one of those layers for us is is ransomware.
0: Very good stuff. Uh, Again, uh, the website address... It's super easy. It's ESET.com. Absolutely. You can go there. You get the trial download. You can even uh, go and find, you can find the ESET boxes uh, in retail as well, which I, I do like because I've been able to, I've seen it on the shelves. You can't miss it. It's. I think it's got the same, isn't it got the same, like, uh, robot-looking person on the the cover? Yeah, I modeled for that yeah. myself. <laughs> I was thinking that was you. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show and really giving some great information to our listeners. We really, you know, Justin and Sean, really jumping on uh, ESET. I'm going to be installing it uh, once again. It's It's been a few years but I'm looking forward to coming back because, again, I think it's going to be an overall really great experience.
5: Well, that's good to hear, Andy, and uh, I'd, maybe we maybe we could talk about your experience in a couple of months' time.
0: I would like that. We'll have you on again. Um, now we heard something recently, and again, uh, FireEye, and you know, we've heard all of this going on. Does this concern uh, cybersecurity companies? Such as yours. I mean, is this is this something that you're starting to get contact about? in some of this this big
5: data breach that happened. Any cyber any cyber security incident always concerns a cyber security company. Mm-hmm. One thing I would say about ESET is that original ethos that the company has is still yeah you know, is very much still there. We're still very much a research heavy company. So whereas you look at a lot of cyber security companies, they trim down their research and they maximise their profits. Actually, our company publishes research in areas that sometimes are not even related to, to our products. So you can see some of that research on our website called WeLiveSecurity.com. Our research has published publish that, and you'll see details of many of the data breaches and incidents that happen. WeLiveSecurity.com, great name,
0: uh, and ESET.com. Thank you so much, Tony. You do appreciate it again for, for coming on Tech Talk Radio, and we will talk to you again. Great to be here, Andy. We'll be back with more of Tech Talk Radio. You can find us on the web, techtalkradio.com. Also, feel free to follow us on Twitter at Tech Talk Radio. And you can subscribe to our shows so you never have to miss a show. You can do that all from our website as well.
1: And now, back to Tech Talk Radio.
4: Welcome back to Tech Talk Radio. I'm Sean DeWeird. I'm
2: Amanda.
1: I'm Broadway.
0: I'm Justin. And I'm Andy. Thank you for being here. Good show. I, I definitely now know what I'm going to do as far as an antivirus solution, so mm-hmm. good stuff. Absolutely. Um, all right, so this is the moment of the show that we find something really cool on the web, and our two veterans of the show, not that they've been with the show the longest amount of time, although just I've known John for a long time. Justin, you've been in there. Amanda, we've known for, and Sean, you're... Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get on
3: with
0: it. <laughs> uh, uh, service veterans. Uh, this is actually
5: pretty cool. Military
0: military service veterans. You guys uh, found a website that can actually help out a lot of those that can't get back on base because they've retired or they're no longer in the service.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, uh, when I was in the service uh, from 2003 to 2012, I... Um, I couldn't go back onto the base after that. Like I couldn't shop at the exchange or the commissary. So the commissary for those of you civilians is kind of like your local Safeway. Uh, The exchange is kind of like your local Walmart or target. Um, I couldn't go back on base to get all that good stuff because a lot of that is tax free. Tax free. Yeah, exactly. So I just learned about this through a commercial that I was watching on I believe it was CBS during NFL Sunday, uh, you know, when they were showing the NFL game, it's called ShopMyExchange.com. And if you are a service-connected veteran, which means you're disabled to any degree, 10%, 20%, 30%, 100%, whatever it is, you're able to submit your information and you have access to shop on the exchange website for anything you want tax-free with the caveat that it does not give you access to the base, but you can order online and have it shipped to your home. Oh, that's pretty cool. I like but that's that. still great for like big ticket items, TVs, you know, Xbox, whatever it is. Uh, you can save a good amount of money. I mean, I told you about I bought that seventy-five inch TV at Best Buy. That was a three thousand dollar TV. The taxes were like two hundred and fifty bucks. So you could, could save that. that. Yeah. Yep. Wow. And you might have found the
0: prices a little cheaper too. Yep. Yeah. So now you can do that. I've been on base before, and it's it's a blast to be able to go in there.
3: Yeah, but we can't go on base. But you I'm can. saying, but yeah. you can go, you can shop on the website. So uh, shopmyexchange.com. If you are a service-connected veteran, you can submit your information and you will have access to shop on the Exchange website.
0: And thank you for your service, Veterans, too. Thank you.
3: All right. Uh, that thank is it for guys. this 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 week's
0: show. Uh, hopefully, uh, next week, we'll have some more info, maybe some more info on, boy, that first half hour of this show. Whew. Oh, this Man. is going to get
3: more and more interesting this this next week. We'll see how
0: it affects everybody. Don't forget, uh, take a look at your passwords. Last pass and one pass. Some suggestions. We'll put a link up on our website as well. I'm Andy Taylor. I
1: please enable two-factor authentication.
0: Oh, yes. 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm Andy Taylor.
1: Sorry. It's okay. I'm, Sean
2: <laughs> I'm Amanda.
3: I'm Broadway who screws everything up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Justin
2: who ends the show. Have a great week.